I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When I say wheel, you say suckers. Wheel, suckers. Wheel, suckers. <laughs> Welcome to Wheel Suckers. <laughs> Hi, I'm your host, Alex. I'm joined by my stoker, Jenny. And we have a special guest with us today. Could you please state your name? Name and profession. <laughs> Philippa, you're ex-cyclist. Hey, so yeah, first question actually was, you were at Stonewall today, we know. Do you want to talk I, about what you were up to? I was in Stonewall being activated by their um, media team to become one of their influencers. Oh, cool. So, um, very interesting meeting about how I can help the whole kind of gender issues, LGBT community and, and its media presentation and um, who I can work, how I can kind of get my story over and how we present that to younger people. Are you going to get one of those posters made? You know, they've got ones of like Ian McKellen. And so well, am I going to be on the Yeah, poster? yeah, are you going to have a poster? I have no idea. Oh, you should. That'd be awesome. That would be creepy. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> You did commentating for ITV, and then I wrote, whoa! <laughs> How was that? It was um, good. It was good. It was really strange to be treated as Philippa in that kind of context of cycling, because mm. I'm used to being treated as my previous identity, yeah. and to step back into this kind of cycling-related thing was quite strange for me, because I never thought I would go back to that. So that was, that was strange. You were leave it I thought I'd left that behind, but no, they're really accepting and I was um, treated really well. So I'm heading there after this. So, uh, oh, awesome. Yeah. Ah, cool. Did you, did you enjoy doing it, the commentating? Yes, it's a different, a different perspective to um, not pick on the people personally, trying to get something constructive to say about it instead of just saying, oh, those guys are rubbish or they could have done Just booing the entire time. <laughs> so. It's really hard to, when you see the kind of difference in abilities and levels of the performance they're putting out at that time, to um, not kind of say, oh, you, I, you could have done better, or he's not trying, or whatever. That's, so you have to kind of keep objective. Nice. Yeah, I've never done something like that. It looks really stressful. You're more aware of what not to say than what to say. Mm. So you guys are cycling geeks? <laughs> in, yeah. Like, like obsessive? Yeah. <laughs> watching the Tour de France it was, it was always on you know and they were talking about cheese and talking about mountains wine and, and the yeah. train coming past it's, yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like a, um advert for France I it think. is <laughs> it's tourism yeah it's, it's very tourism. good but that's that's why they kind of um, 
present it so well because it's a it's an advert for every country it goes to. Like the Arctic tour of Norway is really nicely presented, and you think, well, I'd go to go to Norway if mm. I could do that. And it makes you wonder why somewhere like Scotland or Wales doesn't doesn't have the kind of similar thing. Mm. Where they, they run a race around around the, the kind of coastline or whatever, the northern coastlines and you can promote those areas. Hear that, Scotland? Come on. <laughs> Next question actually, yeah, I said what what are you riding at the moment? Are you still riding? <laughs> Will I be truthful? Um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't ridden a post bike for two years and three months. Because I started riding too much. I would take a break. <laughs> I got to a, I got to a level where I was going too far, too fast, and it kind of affected my presentation. So I thought it's not very feminine to start looking like a kind of manly cyclist again. So I I stopped for a while to kind of lose all that muscle mass. I'd rather quickly build mm. up. Ah. You can get a granny bike. Mm. I've got granny bike. <laughs> How many bikes have you got? Bikes to go into town. I've got a mountain bike I ride on the road. Nice. And I've got two road bikes. So not that many. It's <laughs> <laughs> more than me. But they've all got dust on them now because I haven't touched uh, them for two yeah. years. I had to, my peak was seven. I had seven at one seven point. Bikes. Yeah. Which, yeah, one for town, one for this, one for friends, one for that. I have one working bike at the moment. I've got four others in pieces. (laughs) I'm not sure if it... Yeah, I think... Yeah, I've got two bags at work and two that are worn out. Yeah. One with a puncture. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people have like floating bags. You can fix the puncture, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can take a bike apart and put it back together. Oh. Which is kind of normal normal when it's your your work tool, so... um, Do the cyclists know how to do that now? Mostly they have mechanics, don't they? You have like a team mechanics. We have mechanics. It wasn't mechanics, mechanics, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I know, but you know how to do that. And I'm just wondering, do do no, people most racing people, now? Most, most people don't know how to do they it because don't know. You, uh, yeah, I think most of the pros know how to take a bike apart for sure because you you go to the events where you don't have the same backup, so you're going to have to sort it out yourself. Too. Sure. And then they get what is it called? Neutral support. Yeah. What's that? It's when you do you, ra- when when you kind of do yeah. races and it's not you don't have a team car behind you. So then you rely on a kind of what's called neutral service. So they'll look after all the people who don't have a team car okay. in the race. Hence neutral. Right? And hence it's neutral. Ah. But it brings up a whole lot of issues of Shimano, Campagnolo, SRAM, oh. all that kind of stuff. So it's a compatibility who's running mechanical, electrical. So it's a nightmare. And yeah, then you've got your pedals as well. So which pedals are you going to change? Yeah, it's such a minefield now. Like all the different components and... Mm, I don't know. How do you feel about Di Two or? I don't have Di Two. You don't have it. I've got cables. Because <laughs> it, 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 it might, yeah, at my level and speed, it doesn't make any difference. Not, not that I'm going fast nowadays. I've got go, because I go really slow and I don't go very far. It makes no difference if I've got electrical gears or mechanical. It's not, <laughs> a, it's not a limiting factor in my case anymore. Where do you ride? Whereabouts are you riding? I live on the south coast, down um, Weymouth, Dorset. Nice. So, I had written future, which maybe I'm kind of jumping the gun there. What next? What are you up to next? I don't know what I'm doing next. That's one of the good things. I don't really know... Um, what direction my life's going to take now if I'm going to step into a kind of more obviously I'm going to do some more kind of public kind of things in cycling but where it goes where it goes from there and what happens 
with the stuff I'm going to do with Stonewall, I don't know. Mm. But I imagine my public profile will be increasing, whether that turns out to be good or bad, I don't know. Are you um, excited by that, though? I've put myself forward to do yeah. it because I think it's important that the issues that have affected my life mm -hmm. shouldn't necessarily affect young people today. And I, I think that's that's the only kind of reason why I'm doing it. It's not a, a self-promotion thing. I think that the issues I've been through and that have happened, they shouldn't really happen to young people and other people's children and kind of stuff. So that's why I'm doing it. It's not, it's not a self-improvement thing. It's that kind of greater good thing yeah. to make take steps forward in kind of employment and um, gay rights and that kind of stuff. Although I'm not in any way politically active in any of those things. But the personal is political, like your life speaks volumes, I bet, to lots of young people. It probably does, and that's why I've kind of stepped forward, is that whoever you are and whatever you're going through, you can bit, most times do whatever you want. Your future is open to, to what you want to do. And it shouldn't be restricted by your sex, gender, or whatever kind of situation you, tr you find yourself in. No, it's so true. I think more and more. Yeah, I had written your story as one of inspiration. I was going to put a link to the Guardian article, so some really wonderful quotes on there with people saying, Viva Pippa. <laughs> I just wanted, like, leading on from what you said, if you had any advice, or maybe things we think we can do. For what? I guess for young people today, maybe seeing I you. I would say to them that there's no... What I found really inspiring when, when I kind of started transition is that somebody said to me that, okay, you're different, but different doesn't mean good or bad. It just means different. And that's that's kind of, that's important to think for everybody who, not even people who are gay or whatever or trans. And everybody's different. And there's nothing wrong with being different to the person next to you. That's who you are as an individual. And what you do with that person that you are is what matters, not what somebody thinks of you. That's so lovely. It's hard to come to terms with that. It's really hard. Because if you, like, I wanted to do sport, so I did sport. I didn't yeah. think, I wasn't limited in my thinking, oh, I can't do that because I come from Glasgow and the sport I want to do exists in Europe. I thought, well, it exists, it exists somewhere else. I'll go there and do it. And I don't think that... That's the kind of me I think that's the kind of message that you, you want to give to your kind of young people and your children. That mm -hmm. it, you, they're not limited by the kind of geographical, geographical situation. They, if they choose to do something on the other side of the world, go and do it. There's no, there's no limit to what you can do. I was like, only you limit yourself. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of true as well. I think if you feel like you, you can't, you, then you can almost make excuses. And yeah, you mm. must, you must teach that people when they come to learn how to put a bike together. That um. They'll come in and they'll look at the bike all, all in bits and they'll think, oh, I can't put that bit together. But you just take, take it in stages. Exactly. You do it bit by bit. And it's the same whatever career you choose. You can. It doesn't just happen. It's not instant success like no. X Factor or something. There's, there's, it, may, it may take you a couple of years, but the things that you achieve over a long term are more satisfying than the things, than kind of short time game things. Definitely. And we live in such a instant gratification culture that 140 I, words culture yeah <laughs> yeah if you can't say 140 yeah. step off yeah. but the idea that you have to keep working at something and you can't give up right when you if it's worth doing it's going to be it's going to be difficult otherwise yeah. everybody would do it exactly but some of the barriers do need to come down well, yeah, but they are because young people's attitudes are changing yeah exactly they, they've went through the school process for this 
bullying and sexism and misogyny don't exist or, or exist less than they used to. So those, those kind of issues are good. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Becoming less and less, and when they move into the workforce, they, they, yeah. young people speak up and they say, "Look, this is unacceptable. You're going to have to change that," which is which is good. It's really good. Just see happening more and more now mm-hmm. in so many different facets. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I had a quote: "Is cycling ready to move away from hypermasculinity?" Moves and find out. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it'll take a while. Mm. For all sports, it'll take a while. Yeah. They're. Um, male-dominated things, activities, so it's up to them to change their attitude to females and gender-varying people coming into that. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't pick on them in the workplace, so in a kind of sporting context and in a, in a social and leisure context, that's going to become unacceptable as well. It's not going to be dominated just by a, a kind of male culture. Mm-hmm. With the comment that you made about with change... There was an article in Casquette with Catherine Bertine, and she's the one who campaigned for the women's lacrosse to happen. Okay. And then she actually, there's a quote. She says, I fully believe change has to come from the top down. When you're valued from the top, the rest of the journey will fall into place, which is so much better than women having to prove they're equal and all the energy that goes into fighting for awareness. And then this feeds into a larger discussion we were having just this past week about where does change come from, though? Is it top-down or is it bottom-up? I'm not sure Discuss, which, one, we were, yeah. which, which one that's going to be. Is it... In terms of um, if the, in the cycling of, world... In terms of sport in general or, yeah, or cycling in general? how you see... I think that's see. going to be a kind of push from both, both ends. Is it UCI? Yeah, UCI. The... Is it changing? I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> they made some small changes to distances that women could do. They, they talk, they but it's talk still very well. controlling. They they talk the talk, but a lot of these organisations don't. They haven't learned the steps that they need to take. They're not aware that they should be stepping forward in the kind of employment mm. laws and the protection of their staff and the people that they come across in a, in a kind of daily context. 
so they don't really have, understand that. I'm sure they, they understand it in a kind of at a certain level, but they haven't been kind of taught or instructed in how to implement that in their organisations. I don't. I don't believe that they're basically there's misogyny and sexism and bullying and racism in every person in there. But when 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 nobody speaks up because the culture is not to speak up, then that kind of still exists. And they haven't really put in place the kind of structures to address those. to address that. Because when you speak to most of the people individually, they are aware of kind of bullying and sexism yeah. and racism. But as a kind of culture that they're presiding over, they've not really put in place the steps that they they need to take. It'll happen. It just yeah, it's taking a while. It's quite slow and it's quite. People, more people are talking about it now. Mm. Yeah, but you're right. It's almost like none of us. I mean, none of us have a manual. None of us have rules. None of us know what to do. And sometimes, if you don't know what to do, the best thing, people just shut down. Yeah. And that's it. And nowadays, there, there do exist implementation steps for all those kind of things now. So big organisations can get help from places like Stonewall, mm -hmm. where they'll put in places kind of charters and employee rights and who to go to and PR kind of things that that, that move them forward. No, it's good to know, actually, to so let people know like, if they have any questions about how they can implement these in their own organisations, they can contact Stonewall. There's places like Stonewall yeah. and the, the employment analysts and kind of specialists that put in place all this kind of stuff. Most government bodies, which most sporting kind of organisations are, they're usually funded by um, government money. They usually have some they're kind required. of... They're required by, by government legislation to... Um, have basic structures, but it's if they are pushed forward or not. Is, mm. That's the is issue. Thing. Mm. Did you have a comment about cycling weekly? No. <laughs> the thing that happened was it last week? Happened on Friday last week. Did Did you hear about this? I heard that they had the, some the token woman. Yes. Token, <laughs> woman. token, token attractive the, woman. The token pretty pretty girl picture. Oh. Uh. I think it was more for me well, the statement that cycling reads for those guys to change for that attitude to be kind of drummed out of them is is going to come from advertisers like it has in other sports where somebody says something ridiculous mm. or, or poorly put forward and or sponsors will say and advertisers will say we don't really want that kind of our advert appearing next to that article Yeah. so then they say yeah you can improve yourselves or we're going to take our business somewhere else and that's generally how that kind of change in culture gets beaten out of the place so we got approached look on my hands like put gifts in their cycling gift guide and after that happened right. i was like i don't think i want to give them anything to be in it well you because you do you want to appear, i don't want to value do you, i don't value what they did do you want to appear next to that attitude no no, no. i don't want to support and, it and, and that's at your that's at a smaller level and if, if i don't know um Who's there? I don't know. I don't ever read Cycling Weekly. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> None of us were reading so, it anyway. They must have big. They must have people like Wedel and those guys who are yeah. who who pay a lot of money to kind of be in the prominent place. So the budget that they put in probably sustains somebody's couple of salaries or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I've been cooking. I've been thinking on it, making a statement saying, "Oh, we won't, you know, support that." Yeah, this is what we all need to do, isn't it? Speak up and say something. Well, it doesn't represent the people that you're trying to. Be in contact with it's not your customers no. it's not your clientele so why would you advertise in something which your clientele aren't going to be buying because they read 
talking pretty girl picture in there. Yeah. yeah. So, so not going to, yeah, our audience aren't there anyway. No, so, mm. so for, yeah. you, for you to appear in there, they're going to have to do some kind of decent feature or whatever. So, but that's how it's going to change because they, they're kind of drumming up business for to keep them afloat. Mm. And you're deciding who you're going to spend your advertising budget with. And if they're blatantly idiots, <laughs> then you're not going to sp- you're not going to invest in their business because it's not something that supports your values and the, your clear Yeah, channel. yeah, it is values. That's very important. Mm. So I guess I could end on actually again in this Guardian quote. There was a cycling is a sport you love, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming still love. Yes. And I guess what sport, what cycling kind of things have you enjoyed this year? What have been your highlights? Uh, I've particularly enjoyed this Tour of Spain that's happening at the moment. It's um, it's been conducted in a more aggressive fashion by Team Sky. It's been less of a procession and more of a kind of um, contest. More of a bike race. More of a bike race. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Perfectly. Cool. Finally. It's, it's, been, it's been more of a bike race than a, than a normal perfect procession that happens generally when they take control of something. Yeah, someone had said to me previously that it's just too calculated as well. Oh. Lots of bike races now are everybody knowing when to break, you know, knowing the team, knowing their strengths and weaknesses, and there's no spontaneity. The thing about that is, I remember when I competed and people say, oh, why didn't you attack? Well, you have to be capable of attacking. <laughs> if, the, if, if the guy riding on the front is so riding so fast that when you pull out into the wind and you think, hmm... I didn't move up, I just went one place back. You think, well, what's the point? You know, if you're already close to your limit, you're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to look mm. silly. Do you so know you... Sarah Connolly, pro women cycling? Yeah, um, I met her at um, IT, the ITV thing one day. She was in, she was doing like a course. Because she made a comment, we did a kind of episode about, like we were like, how can we get into racing and how can we enjoy racing? And she said, because the flip of women's racing being so short is they have more energy because they haven't drawn themselves out mm. from riding a long race like a lot of these men's races now are. From what I've seen of women's cycling is they don't have that peak power over 30 seconds a minute that that male cyclists have. So then that impressive acceleration is a distance to the other people. They don't seem to have that basically because their physical attributes are more kind of resistance and less explosive. They can ride a long time at a high pace, but they don't have that explosiveness mm. that the male kind of braces tend to have. And then that tends to, since they're all roughly kind of the same power outputs and level, it's really hard for um, breakaways and attacks to happen. Mm. I think looking at it, I've never, I wouldn't know unless I competed in there, but that's not going to happen. But that's what it looks like. It looks like they don't have that sustained power for a, a kind of high power short burst. That's what a lot of these men's races seem to be about as well, don't they? Do you think the culture kind of demands it? Like there's always like, I think oh, it's going to be a break. You know, people kind of always talk about that. I think that's because the kind of muscle and the physiology kind of side of it mm. is, is the different things. It's different um, attributes. That's what we're uh, trying again. I'll just end with saying thank you so much. Okay, thank yeah. you. How far to the barbican? <laughs> <laughs> it's not far. It's like it's five, far. ten minute walk. Hi, this is editor Alex here. The end of the interview got cut a bit short, so I wanted to jump in to say, I know that was a very short interview, but we will be hanging out with Philippa York again very soon. So if you have any questions you would like us to ask Philippa, you can tweet us at Wheelsuckerspod. I will put a link below. 
You can also email me, alex at lookmumnohands.com. I also want to ask you a question. How do you feel about Cycling Weekly? How do you feel about their statement? And going forward, should we approach their sponsors to see if they are in line with their values and whether they should continue to give them money? Because I'm very confused and I'm a bit on the fence and I'm still kind of not happy about it all. They're just chugging away like nothing happened. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the show. Please like, please rate, please subscribe. And your secret mission is share this podcast with somebody you think might like it. Bye, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.